Ladies and gentlemen, it's your buddy Gavin, Filibuster Freestyle, but today, Filibuster Freestyle presents another episode of the Best Man Speech Podcast. Today, we're bringing in our buddy Abe Oldeslassie from the Twin Cities of Minnesota. Uh, Abe and I used to work together, and I was told by a mutual friend, um, Will Tony. by the way, shout out to Will Tony, who's moving north this week to the, uh, the great state of New Hampshire to work for the Big Green at Dartmouth. Uh, best of luck up there to that guy, if he's listening. He's going to be in the car a lot this week, so uh, maybe he'll get to hear the shout-out. But anyway, Will told me that Abe's got an unbelievable best man speech story, one that actually ended up with him getting put onto YouTube. So I don't even know what the story is. I was not at the wedding in question, so I'm going to find out on the other side of the, the uh, theme song. But uh, filibusterfreestyle.com is where you can find the best man speech podcasts and their own little section, as well as all of our Wine Wall and Dragons, Game of Thrones, and HBO stuff in its own little section. We've always got our archive of most of our episodes. We've always got our latest episode up there on the front page. We've got show notes to help you find stuff, help you find references, etc. So check out the website, philipbusterfreestyle.com. Subscribe on SoundCloud. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And if you are doing it via Apple Podcasts, feel free to leave a rating. And if you have the time, which doesn't take too long at all, Leave a review. As we've said before, we'll say again, it helps other people find the show. With that being said, coming up next is Abe, and you're listening to the Best Man Speech Podcast from the Filibuster Freestyle. Filibuster, Filibuster Freestyle, Filibuster, Filibuster, Watch out for the Filibuster. Filibuster, 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 Freestyle, Filibuster, Freestyle, Filibuster, Filibuster, Freestyle. All right, ladies and gents, as promised, Abe Wolderslassie from the Twin Cities. Of Minnesota, joining us today, Best Man Speech Podcast. Abe, how's it going, man? Kevin, going great, brother. Uh, Friday morning here in Minneapolis, and uh, getting ready for a great weekend. Sun is shining, and, and we're uh, we're ready to roll. Beautiful. I mean, you guys are. I think you are definitely the first guest to call from the Twin Cities. So, to Minnesota and the Ten Thousand Lakes, welcome we to the Philadelphia. We got to get, more, we gotta get more Minnesota representation, man. So we're we're starting a movement. Darn right, we're starting right in the capital <laughs> capital area there, and uh, you know, State Paul's the capital, but you know what I mean. The Twin Cities, and here we go. So, dude, you were back in Charlotte last week. Let's start there. What was your favorite part about being back in Charlotte for the uh, the Game of Tones? And we won't get into what Game of Tones is, but <laughs> what uh, what were you excited for uh, to be back to Charlotte? You know, it, it was just really nice seeing so many people that, you, you know, honestly, I just hadn't seen in a while. And, uh, you know, I was at Davidson for three years and then went up to Siena for two and, and then came over here to McAllister. So this was the first time um, being back there, uh, you know, since I had left. But uh, it was great, you know, with Tone obviously making the move up north to uh, Dartmouth and um, just reconnecting with so many people. It, it felt like, you know, I'd, I'd seen them yesterday. Yeah, it was just, really cool. Uh, go, going out for the dinners and, and to the um, the brewery the next day, did some bowling and just, just spending time was uh, was a lot of fun. Awesome. Well, hey, we were glad to have you back in the in the, in the Charlotte area, man. And uh, by the way, really quickly, actually, it makes sense because you mentioned McAllister. So you're doing something cool today, and you told me about it. But let's just get it out there because you've got to you've got to work on 35 last names of people from some summation of 95 different countries at McAllister College for for graduation. Can you explain a little bit about what you're doing? Yeah. So uh, our graduation is tomorrow, but today there's this program is called rites of passage and so it's for McAllister seniors uh 
indigenous students, students of color, international students. Um, it's, just, it's just a small ceremony to, to celebrate them. And, uh, you know, yeah, like you said, we, we have students from all 50 U.S. states. And I think this year it was 95 or 96 countries. And wow. so um, it's, it's amazing for a school of our size, you know, only 2,100 students. So uh, it's a neat ceremony and a lot of their family and friends are there. And so there are 140 total, but we're splitting it up amongst four of us reading. And so, yeah, I've got 35 names and, and really excited about it. But you want to make sure you do it right because it's, you know, some it's first, middle, last, some it's first, last, and it's names that, that I've never seen before, right? So you, um, they give you the phonetic way to read it but um i haven't heard all of them yet so so we've got a little practicing to do but it's a it's a really neat ceremony and just a way to celebrate uh all the students that, that are coming from all over the world so yeah it's an amazing thing when you like you said 2100 students 96 countries all 50 u.s states i mean just the ability to meet people who aren't coming from the same place as you but who are learning in the same place as you is pretty neat so that's a cool it's a cool uh, ceremony man uh, for sure Good yep, luck with yep. the names and good luck with the rites of passage <laughs> ceremony. Thank you, man. Thanks, Gavin. So speaking of ceremonies, and the reason I'm very confident in you and your ability today to to tell to, to speak those names correctly is I heard from our buddy Tone, the aforementioned Will Tony, that you gave a, what he calls a great to legendary best man speech one day and just said to me, I mean, he ended up on YouTube, so you can say it was pretty good. So... <laughs> I want to get to the to the bottom of it. What I've done on this pod, and I don't know that we talked about this directly when I talked to you kind of pre-show or like last week, but I'm doing my second best man speech this summer. It's about 14 years after my first one. And obviously I've seen a lot of best man speeches in the interim. And so I've been talking to some guys who maybe who've done a couple, maybe who haven't, but for, for the most part, who've done a really good job with their best man speech. So I guess what I want to say to you to start is, how many times have you been a best man, and how many times had you been one, if any, before the speech we're about to talk about? Yeah, so, uh, and I guess thanks to Tone for the shout-out. What a, what a guy. But, um, <laughs> you know, I, I, um, I, I've only done one, mm-hmm. and, and it, was, uh, it was in 2013. So this was it. And so th- this was it. It okay. was, was kind of one shot, and I think... You know, maybe I'll do one more. I don't know, but I was I was really grateful to ha- have that one chance. So, and who was it for? You have to say the person's name if you don't want to, but like a yeah, friend, yeah, a brother. Yeah, so, yeah, so it, w- it was for uh, yeah one one of my closest friends is like a brother of mine. His name's Greg Manderfeld, and uh, Greg and I knew each other since fourth grade. Cool. And so, uh, you know, obviously he asked me to be the best man, and I'm pumped and. Uh, no one had ever asked me that before, and I've I've been in a few other weddings, but you know, the best man that that's that's a big deal. And so, for sure, um, yeah, was really really excited about it, and um, yeah, and so ended up giving the speech, and uh, he ended up putting it on YouTube, and and it, it kind of took off, and it's it's the power of social media. He kind of posted on Facebook, and then. Yeah, I think it even put it on Twitter, and then it just slowly. I don't know how that works sometimes, but it just maybe caught yeah. at the right time, and and uh, it blew up. So take me through, like, yeah, because because people can put anything on YouTube or anything on Twitter, and it doesn't mean it's going to blow up, right? So it has to actually have whatever that you know je ne sais quoi is that makes people say, "Holy crap, this is compelling, interesting, whatever." So. What, what was your theme or like what was kind of what were some of the big the big hits of the speech like how did it end up on YouTube in the first place in terms of what how did you deliver it like what, what, what went down yeah so and I'll tell you man and, and you know some people say oh were you nervous or whatever it's like man hell yeah I was nervous I was like you know not even I wasn't nervous for me it was like 
you know, it's 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 their biggest day in their life, yes. right? It's his hu- husband and wife, and and uh, obviously a really close friend of mine, and all his family, and all her family, and so you're you're representing them, and so you know, it's if I was alone in a vacuum, like who cares if I look bad? But like in front of all these people, I'm representing them. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So so I was I was pretty nervous, but uh, and and you know they bring out the food before, and like I mean I couldn't touch the food; it was crazy. It was like. I was, I was really, really nervous, but, um, but, um, you know, I, what I wanted to do was, I think you got to speak to your personality. I think some people try to, you know, if you want to make it super funny or really serious or, um, you know, whatever have you, like you got to, you got to speak to your personality, I think. So like, I, you know, you want to have some funny stuff in there, of course, but some sentimental stuff. I think it's really important to speak to both families and, and really honor them. And, um, you know, Greg, my buddy, Greg and our relationship, I mean, he makes fun of me. I make fun of him. That's like since fourth grade, that's been our relationship. And so what fourth graders uh, do, right? (laughs) Yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah. So we just, we just clown each other. And so, um, I, I, I had that sort of theme and then I had some, you know, sentimental things in there. And then I, um, I, I kind of joked in the speech, like, I don't often write poems, but tonight I'm going to write a poem. So like I had this, poem, but my, my speech looking at, you know, they say, I don't know, five to seven minutes. Yep. Um, I think mine was maybe closer to 12 or 13. So it was on the longer end, but, um, I guess as you're going through it, it, it maybe didn't seem that long. I don't know. You got to ask the people who were, who were sitting there, but, um, but it seemed like when I was done, it, it went pretty fast. So, so with the poem, I mean, or actually two questions, one, one with the poem, but the other one is you mentioned you did a little bit of research or to be sentimental and speak to both families. So how did you go about that? Was it just over the course of getting to know his, his fiance now wife and, and over the years, or did you actually have to go and like do some recon? Yeah. You know, so when he, they got married in 2013. So actually at the time I was, um, I was at Davidson. So yeah. I, I just got hired at Davidson. And so, um, you know, Greg and I talk on the phone, you know, multiple times a week. And so, but I, I, I had, I didn't really know his uh, fiance and our wife at the time super well, but, uh, obviously just from talking to him, you, you get to know her better. And then whenever I was home, a lot of times I would, I would stay at their place. And so, mm-hmm. um, so I felt like, even though I, I didn't like live in the same city as them, I, I knew her pretty well and had gotten to know her family and stuff at birthday parties. And, um, but yeah, I think just, you know, I mean, I, Greg, like I said, he's, he's a brother. I, I lived at his house as a kid. I spent a lot of time there. And so, um, so I felt like, you know, that was, that was easy to talk about that. And, um, yeah. And just, I, I, I started to like a, a Google doc and just started as, as, like literally the next day after he asked me, I started like just writing down little things mm-hmm. and, cause you know, you, you don't want to leave that to memory, but, um, and then you just start writing and then all of a sudden you get an idea and you write, and then you, you eventually start building, um, you know, building your, your speech. Nice. And so where, where did this, the Genesis, like the, what was the poem about? And you don't have to obviously recite it now. I'm sure you're not prepared to do so, but if you are great, <laughs> but anyway, what, uh, the poem's long, the poem's long. But. Okay. But like, how did it, like, what was it? I'm mean, so did it, did it literally like rhyme and stuff? Like what was the deal with that? Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a little bit of rhyme and it was, uh, I mean, I was making fun of him a lot, but I was not, you know, I'm not like, completely not savage no yeah i wasn't like crushing the guy but um and nothing that would obviously be like super inappropriate or anything but you you toe the line a little bit and um you know i I talked about his family and and obviously talked about him and and his fiance and and how um you know like she's crazy for marrying the guy and kind of you know you do the rhyming stuff and um just 
Yeah, I don't know. People seem to really like it, you know, and, and I think, again, it was a balance of like funny and serious and thoughtful and then back to funny and then making fun of him. And so, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know, maybe the poem was three minutes long, something gotcha. like that. So, do, do um, you, so I, I ended it with that. Nice. Do you subscribe to the, to the thought process that as the best man, the last person you should go after is the bride? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, and I guess it depends on, yeah, but it depends on the bride for sure. But, but yeah, but I, for with her, everything was and as it should be. I think just super complimentary, and um, I, I saved the the ridicule for him. Nice. You know? That seems to be a common thread and, and a good thread. You know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and I guess it depends how, again how the relationship is and everything. But yeah, I, I mean, when in doubt, don't do that, right? Correct. That's definitely like yeah. If you're if you're questioning it, it means you should. <laughs> For sure. Um, I, I would say the only the only th- scenario I can possibly think of that a best man could, could completely get away with it is if for some reason the groom had picked the, the, the wife's brother, actual biological brother. Because then he, he would have license to be like, you know, we grew up together, we're family, so I can get away with stuff that like a friend couldn't. But that's got to be the only sh- only shot in my mind. Um, yeah, or, or if like maybe... It was her best friend, and they he set them up or something like yeah. that. I don't know. Sure, it's got. But yeah, if you're the bride's friend first or the bride's like relation, you got a shot. Besides that, probably <laughs> best to stay away. Like Abe said, if you're questioning. Yeah, for sure. For cool. sure. So, uh, can you remember? Like, did any line of the poem get the best? Like, not the best laugh, but like the biggest laugh, or like what was the? You know, like did, was there a certain part of the poem where people were like, "Oh, okay, it's on." Yeah, there was a man. I don't. It's it's been a while. It's been a while. It's been five, a, five, six years for sure. Yeah, yeah. There was a, a part where I, um, yeah, towards the end, I was saying like, you know, I no matter what goes wrong and or happens or what goes wrong in your life, like whatever the situation is, like she she's gonna be right a hundred percent of the time. Or I'm gonna like side with her a hundred percent of the time. And <laughs> so people people really. Um, really seem to like that so um that's yeah that's how you read the room that's good i know also also, when we get off i'll send it to you but it it was towards the end and maybe they were just happy because it was almost over i don't know but people seem to really like it so yeah what i might do now that you're thinking about it especially if you send it my way i might throw it up on our show notes maybe but i certainly will probably link to it on youtube on the uh filibuster freestyles uh you know social media stuff so so people who listen to the show who maybe don't know Abe can, can see this or look let's look for it on YouTube because sounds like it's worth it for sure. Um, yeah, and yeah. I'm excited to look it up, etc. So let me let me ask you this: any besides not going after the bride, any other tips that you'd have in terms of de- delivering the speech or getting ready for the speech that you'd want people to know about? You know, I had uh, I had a couple drinks, and I think a couple's good. I think there's that fine line, right? You don't want to. Uh, you, you don't, don't want to be sloshed. Ever, yeah, you don't want to be. Yeah, sloppy's not the look, but whatever, whatever your right line is, or your, you know, puts you in the right spot. So I, I had a couple before, and that that smoothed the the, uh, the nerves a little bit. But um, yeah, I think rehearsing, you know, and really, you don't. I I had a small thing of notes, but I tried not to. You know, you don't want to stare down, and and you want to. Um, as you know, a lot of people say, you know, you speak to speak to your heart, speak to your personality. Don't if you're not some super comedian, don't try to be. Yeah. Right? Like, don't, like yeah, I think there are times you see it, it's like, man, this guy's trying a little too hard. Like just like yes. tell your story and tell it in your way. And I think that's 
that is probably the best advice. That really is good advice. And I think you're right. Like comedians spend years honing their craft. Um, yeah. Having a few Bud Lights and unofficial sponsor of the week, having a couple <laughs> Bud Lights and then trying to be like Anthony Jesselneck or Chris Rock, not the move. It's not going to, yeah, it won't, it won't go so well. So, and everyone knows that, uh, you know, you're, you're up there and you're, you're on the spotlight. And, and so, um, you know, you, you've got to, you, you got to just be yourself and just be, be true to that. And people will really see that and respect that. And, um, and uh, it'll go well. Yeah, and I think really quickly, you you know, you hit on it. You know, you got to be yourself. You got to maybe rehearse a little bit. You probably don't want to read verbatim what you wrote. Have notes, not not a speech written out, right? Yeah, like I mean, even if you you know the, a few nights before, a week before, write it out and go over it. I think it's really important to practice it, right? Like some people say, well, I'm just going to go wing it, and maybe that for some that works. But I knew for me that wasn't going to be the case. Like so, I went over it a couple times and you know you want to make sure you thank the people i think that's the starting point right thank the people that are hosting it and yeah um, because it, it's a big it's a big expense and it's um a lot of work that goes into it so i think just honoring them at the start is really important and, and sets the tone and um and then you kind of go into go into the the meat of your speech i guess but um but yeah i like it so now let's let's Unless you've got any other tips on to do it or don't do it, if you do, that's great. But let's switch real quick to a little NBA talk. You are in the basketball business. You know basketball. Uh, you've got the Milwaukee Bucks, Toronto Raptors, game two tonight. Warriors just went up 2-0 against the Trailblazers. Who do you like to be in the NBA Finals? Yes, yeah, so, I mean, obviously you've got the, the two number one seeds with, with the Warriors and, and the Bucks. Um yeah, I just think the Warriors are their not just their talent, but their chemistry. Uh, you know, I know everyone's saying, "Well, Durant's hurt and all that," but uh, and Durant's amazing. You know, I I think you can make a strong argument. And this is you know, some people disagree, but that Kevin Durant's the best player in the world right now. Mm-hmm. I think you can make yeah. a, a very very strong argument for that. So now you say, "Well, why would you?" He's out now, and they're going to take a step back. But you know, people forget. You know, they they won a title when he wasn't there, right? And so. Um, they already have that championship experience. You know, Portland, this is their first time being to the West Conference Finals in maybe 15 years or something. So, like, no one on the current team obviously was with the Trailblazers at that point. And so just I think that experience is really big for them. And, uh, you know, I, I can see Portland getting a win, maybe two, but I just – I just don't see, and even like yesterday, you know, they were up. Yep, that was their shot. Yeah, and it's just like it, the way Golden State shoots it, um, they're just, they're never out. They're, they never are. Um, so I, I would, you know, like most people take Golden State. And then uh, Bucks Toronto, really interesting. You know, I, I think, um, you know, obviously Kawhi, right, the shot he hits against Philly is, is unbelievable. And, um, you know, they had, they had a lead in game one and the way Brooke Lopez shot it, yep. uh, in game one, it just, you know, he, he went, there's a, I'll have to send you the article, but his kind of career trajectory and how he had like at the start of his, his career, like had never shot, you know, didn't take any threes. And then now this guy is like super potent from, you know, yeah, he's an assassin. Yeah. like, it's like, it's amazing. It's fast. And a lot of that's how the game's changed and, and with their new coach coming in with Boone Holzer, how, how they're playing. I mean, he, and you, know, you have a guy like Giannis who is just, 
like, like maybe by the end of his career, we're going to say, you know, he might, he might be the best ever. I mean, what he, this guy's able to do at that age yes, uh, and how much he's changed his body and just his mentality. Um, yeah. I, I think it's going to be a great series. I, I really do. And I, I think I can see that going seven and it's a, a good buddy of mine works for the bucks. And so Milwaukee, Minneapolis to Milwaukee is about five hours. Okay. So, um, so if they, if they get to game seven, I'm going to be driving to Milwaukee. Oh, so. nice. Well, let's root for that then. So you can get, can get so, so I'm thinking, yeah. So I'm, I get you know not not that um, you know I would I would take the two one seeds I take the Bucks and the Warriors and you know they're saying Durant's going to be out games three and four and yep. and it's interesting people everyone's talking about Durant no one's talking about Demarcus Cousins being out either you know? correct so, he's been out for the whole playoffs yeah 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 so you know he's I, I think he's out for the rest of the year who knows and then Durant and Durant you know I think if they make the finals then Durant will be back but. Um, but yeah, but I, I would have to say Warriors and, and Bucks. Gotcha, cool. Well, hey, we can leave it there. I know you got to get over to campus. Uh, good luck with graduation this week. But thanks for coming on, Abe. I mean, I appreciate. You know, I'm looking for. I'm looking forward to watching this speech. I purposely left it until now, so I wanted to get it. I wanted to get it fresh. But I'm um, looking forward to watching it. Looking forward to, uh, you know, hopefully not screwing up my own and bringing it, bringing it, you know, bring landing the plane as they say. But Abe Lassie. Live from the Twin Cities, Minneapolis, and uh, good luck at graduation this weekend. Thanks for being on, buddy. Thanks, Gavin. Hey, and uh, congrats to your Bruins, man. I see they're in the, in the uh, Stanley Cup Finals now. Yes, we will take that. Um, we'll see who we play, and hopefully, you know, I know I know people who aren't Boston sports fans don't want to hear it, but we'll see if they can get one more. Jeez, man, you got you guys are spoiled, man. I'm just I just want one. I got. I want. We got. We got a few links titles, and we love that. But, but we need. We need to get some. Uh, you know, my wolves just hired a new president of ops, and twins have a new guy, and so, uh, so we'll see. What, let me ask you this. Actually, this is a good. Good question to end on. Of the teams in in Minnesota, um, you, you've got all four major North American sports. You've got the men's soccer team. You alluded to yeah, the WNBA. MLS. We got the links. Yeah, you got, got everything. Which one? Which one of the, of the teams that you that you just mentioned, you know, Twins, Wild, Wolves, Vikings, would the city appreciate the most? Oof. Um, well, so the Twins have won two. They won a World Series in 87 and 91. Right. Um, the Vikings have lost – only the Vikings and the Bills have lost four Super Bowls. Correct. So we've never won a Super Bowl. So I think – you know, the Wolves have made the playoffs, Western Conference Finals. They've never been to NBA Finals. Uh, and then the Wild. You know, people say Minnesota's the state of hockey. But I, I don't think, uh, while hockey is big here, I don't think it's big enough like like football is. So if, if the Vikings, you know, and even a couple of years ago, the Super Bowl was here. Yes. And that was the year we were, you know, we lost in the, uh, the NFC Championship game. And yep. so and if we would have made the Super Bowl, obviously we would have ran into New England. But, uh, but I, I'd say the Vikings. I'd say the Vikings. And they got a beautiful state u.s bank stadium which is right down to where the old metrodome was and, yep. um so um yeah i think people would, would lose their minds if the vikings did yeah so. I, I would agree with that but as a non-native minnesotan i don't want to you know i don't want to you know <laughs> i don't want to pontificate i want it from the person one, himself you know what i mean one, one day again we're gonna keep the faith absolutely absolutely hey listen i didn't think the red happen. Sox would ever win and i didn't think the patriots would ever even be good and so anything is possible as kevin garnett once said right <laughs> I know. Well, look at that. Even Garnett, right, played for the Wolves, yep. goes to Boston. Uh, 
uh, Randy Moss played for the Vikings, goes to the Patriots, and and then um, Big Poppy played for the Twins, That's goes right. to the Red Sox. Right? So it's we've had that that kind of link there, but um, but yeah, we'll see. Vikings, they're gonna get it one one day, man. We're gonna get it done. I feel you, man. All right, cool. We'll leave it there. Hold on for one second. We'll catch up offline. But uh, Abe, thanks for being on the Best Man Speech Podcast from the Filibuster Freestyle. We appreciate your time, buddy. Thanks, Gavin. Talk soon, my man.